Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor Darren Anselmo. How you doing? Good, Donovan. How are you? I'm doing good. I hope I got the pronunciation pronunciation of the last name right. Man, you did. You did perfect. I've been oh. called many things, so that's like, you did great. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And where are you from, in case listeners want to know? I am in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. Weather's beautiful down there. It's a little chilly today. It's about uh, 68. Okay. It's cold here. <laughs> Would you like to switch places? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I said it like that. It's a little, it's a little chilly, 68. No. Would you love to come to Toronto? <laughs> I would actually. I want to, I want to come to your show live one day. Okay. We can speak that into existence. You can come to see me next year. And hopefully Perfect. you've got some projects in the yes. works. Yes, we will have them. We do have them and I will be there. <laughs> All right. So let the listeners know, how did you get into the entertainment industry? All right. So I was in a reality show when I had a hair salon and that gave me like the bug of like, oh my God, this is really cool. I really would love to do this, like do acting or whatever. Um, Cause reality shows are similar to an acting um, and I got the bug, but I wasn't able to do it because I had the hair salon and then I went from the hair salon into another business and it was just like life and family and stuff like that. So I always had it in the back of my mind, even as a little kid, I was like, I want to be on TV. I want to be on TV. So anyway, fast forward to 2021, January, I sold my business. Um, I had a farm at the time and I was blessed to be able to retire three months in, I was so bored. We bought a townhouse and you don't have to do anything in a townhouse. You close the door and that's it. They cut the grass for you, all that. I was so bored. And my kids were like, dad, you're like just moping around. You you need to start doing something. What, what do you want to do? And I was like, I think I want to become an actor. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. You know, with the hand quotes, you're going to become an actor. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I was like, you know what? When people tell me stuff like that, I just do it anyway, because it really gives me motivation to prove them wrong. And I looked up on this TV. We were watching TV at the time. And I said, you see those main two actors there? And they're like, yeah. I said, you see all the people around them? They're like, yeah. I said, that's where I'm going to start, the background. So anyway, I Googled how to become an actor. And that was the start of everything. So, mm -hmm. And then where did it go from after there? Well, I found the website and application and it was a pay pay application. So I, I was like, you know what? Take the leap of faith. I'll sign up for it. And I had a nice picture from something that I did and I cropped it into a headshot, did a full body shot with it. And I put it onto the app, put some information on there and applied for jobs like all day long, that whole day. I got a hit. So I got a hit of a job. It was, um, it was called bad monkey with Vince Vaughn and it was filming filming in Miami. So oh. they were like, can you be here this day? Whatever. I was like, yeah, sure. So that was my first real like acting. It was background um, job. So I get there and I started to network with all the other actors. So I was like, hey, where'd you get this job from? This and that. I got numbers of casting agents and this and that that are in the Miami Fort Lauderdale area. And I just got home that night and started emailing everybody. I took pictures when I was there because I became a featured extra that first day. And um, I had a police outfit on. So I started taking pictures of that. 
And I started adding that to my portfolio. And then I called all, or I emailed all the casting directors and I wound up getting other jobs from that. So then I just kept repeating the process over and over and over again. And every night, loyal, like loyal every night, I went on that app and I also signed up for two other apps and I just scrolled through all the jobs and I applied for everything that fit my category. And out of a hundred, I might've got like two hits. But I would apply for them, do a self-tape audition, and and some of them I got, some of them I didn't. But now I'm like, thank God I'm blessed to be pretty busy with this acting, so. Right, right, right. And the background, what do you call it, acting is always a good start to get yourself out there, right? Yes, it definitely is. It's um, peop- like It's funny because when I go to jobs now and I talk to other actors, they're like, oh, I would never do this. Or, or there, sometimes there might be a... Um, a principal sitting with us and I'm in a say I'm in a background scene for this particular thing. And there's a principal and they'll be like, Oh, you're doing that for $200. And I'm like, yeah, why? What's wrong with that? And they're like, well, I wouldn't do something like that. And I'm like, I'm not picky. I do whatever because sometimes I'll do stuff and I'll meet other people and then have other opportunities arise. So it's not just for the money. It's for your being out there and networking and meeting people, you know? All right. So you're pretty much open to playing anything. Are are there restrictions? Probably um, my wife would be annoyed if I did some kind of sex scene. Like if I had to like have real contact. I mean, if it was a simulated one where it's just like uh, camera angles and stuff like that, that might be different. I'd have to check. With her. <laughs> okay. But she wouldn't be annoyed about the kiss, right? Oh, uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on how much money I bring her home. <laughs> okay. but these are stuff listeners some actors and actresses do have to do they do have to kiss somebody you know sometimes even of the same sex Mm -hmm. yeah no i wouldn't be i wouldn't be opposed to it it just would depend on um the whole like the facts behind it like what it's what the rate's gonna be um if it's real contact if it's this that I did one, the Fatal Attraction one was probably the closest I ever got to being like intimate, like you're close to the person and like you're like almost kissing, but not really and hanging out on a couch and stuff like that. Right. Because you have to look like you're together, you know. Right. Talk about the reenactment of that. That that can be pretty bizarre, that show. Yeah. So that one, it was funny because um, I was... I was in a meeting um, in a place called Cluiston for the weekend. It was like a little convention meeting and it was a Friday night and I was ready to go to bed. And I'm like, let me go on uh, this one app that I got. And I went on there and it said fatal attraction, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, airfare and travel paid. I mean, airfare and uh, lodging paid. So I'm like, let me look into this. So I clicked on it and there was a picture that looked similar to me. And they're like, we're looking for this type of guy. Um, to re- do this reenactment. So I was like, you know what, what the heck, I'll apply to it. I apply, go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. It's like 10 o'clock. I go on my emails. Can you send us a picture of your driver's license? And it was a big, it's Jupiter Entertainment. They're pretty big. It was TV one. So I'm like, they're legit. So I sent them a picture of the driver's license. Um, by the end of the day, I had a whole itinerary sent to me. And they're like, we picked you and you're flying out on Monday morning to come to Tennessee. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know? And uh, so I did that. And when I got there, I met the girl that um, I was eventually going to be killing. And we met at the hotel. We were talking a little bit beforehand. So it was good. We got like a good vibe together and we were able to like hang out the night before and talk. And 
run over some lines. We had a bunch of lines to do and it was fun. Right. And then right. uh like it was interesting because in the acting world, you can kill somebody and literally go home and get paid for it and not get in trouble. So it's like having like two lives, you know? But in the real world, you kill somebody, you go to jail. Oh, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's it's actually that's one of the reasons that like I really love acting because you can do all these different I I played so many parts already and it's like and it's just begun for me. I mean, it's only been like going on uh 2 years. So I mean, and I've been blessed to do all these different things. So it's like really cool. Police officers, lawyers, uh doctors. So Right, right, right. And for listeners that don't know, can you explain a little more in detail what Fatal Attraction is about? Okay, so Fatal Attraction, it's a show on TV One. They're in their 14th season. I did four season 14, episode seven. It was called Thanksgiving Tragedy. So what they do is they take reenact they do reenactments of real life crime um stories, like say this particular one was back in 2004, a guy named Eric Morrow. He um, he had a girlfriend, Linda, and he was really rich and everything. And he wound up getting annoyed with her because she wanted to start going out with her friends and she was getting lippy with him. So he kills her. And um, so what the Fatal Attraction show does is they reenact all that and they um, and then they air it. So I believe this guy's out by now. I'm, I wonder if he, you know, when I was watching the show, I'm wondering like, is he watching it? And he's like, who's this guy playing me? I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm laughing. I hope not he's not watching. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, he would know about it. I'm sure her family knows about it, that it was coming out. Well, I mean, if he is, that probably would make his conscience, if he has one, re feel really, really bad, right? Yeah. Some people don't have a conscience, but that's I hope awful. you don't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this is reenactment, listeners. It's still serious. We're not poking fun. She was killed back in 2004. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, but I mean, it's continuing strong, like you said, 14 seasons, right? Yes. Yes, for sure. And um, I was on like a little facebook live with the girl that portrayed linda and um before this went on and then after it went off so we sort of like watched it together in a way and um she was actually she was crying because she was like you know what i really feel for her like and i mean even though i was acting i got these feelings like i mean it feels like you're literally in that because as an actor you have to get into that space and like it, it kind of affects you like oh my god like i literally when you see it on TV, I was the, I mean, portraying the person that killed him, but you're actually the person on the screen. So it's like, man, it's like really, you get really hard feelings about this, you know? Right, right, It's right. very emotional. Very emotional. People do yeah. cry. And if it affects you, turn it off, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we don't want to put anyone through stuff they cannot handle, right? No. Yeah, and that's uh, a lot of people can't handle many things nowadays, so. Right, right, right. Now to more positive news. What's in the works for 2024? Well, I have one. Um, I have one show that I'm working on. Um, it's actually gonna. We're gonna be filming season two. Season one's gonna be airing. Um, in 2024, it's called Capo Rise to Power. It's like I wouldn't want to like compare it to a Sopranos, but I mean it's an Italian mafia show, and um, there's a big twist in it. People can watch the trailers now online, but I am uh, one of the strong arm hitman guys for Don 
Persaro, who's our leader, and um, my name's Charlie. And I just, I will take out like whoever's in our way, you know, like whatever, whatever orders they give me, I have to, I have to do it. So that's another one. Actually, you were saying, let's move on to something more positive. It's positive that it's airing, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still portraying somebody that kills people. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay. And okay, that you get paid for and that is fictional. Yeah, (laughs) but it's not positive listeners, but it's positive in the sense that our friend Darren is not (laughs) killing someone in real life. Okay, yeah, for sure. Let's get that clear. I'm even though I'm Italian, (laughs) hey man, everything's going, everything's going against me. I'm Italian. Um, I look like a hitman. But no, did that actually, you know did that I'm get like, to you though or no playing a hitman? No, 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 man. I'm like I grew up in the Italian family and stuff. It's like I'm I, I'm not I'm good with it. I like it when people are like, "Oh, you look like you could play a mob boss or this and that." It's actually it's pretty cool. You know what I get a lot of? Um, every time I'm on set, there's always a few people that are like, "You know who you look like?" And I'm like, "Who?" And they're like, "You look like Mark Ruffalo." And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. And then they pull up pictures. It's pretty cool. It's funny. <laughs> so I'm, oh. like, I'm like, I want to get that job of his uh, stunt double. <laughs> but are there any positives? Because you're saying there's no positives. Are there any positives in 2024? Oh, yeah. Everything's positive. I um, I have another one that we're working on. It's uh, it's with A&E. Um, it's kind of interesting. I can't really tell the concept because it's still like in, in the works right now. But that will be like really, really, that's actually a really positive one. Um, it has nothing to do with killing. It's more of like a sort of like a personal type thing um, with my life in general and things that I'm doing. Sort of like what we're doing here, um, but where they're going to have a camera on me. Uh, sort of like a reality type situation. So uh-huh. that we're working on. Um, and I just, I'm always applying. So I never know like what's going to happen in this business. I have... Um, a healthcare thing that I'm doing in 2024. It's actually in January. Um, So that'll be positive. I'm going to be playing a doctor. So that one will be positive. I'm helping people actually not killing them on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) And and I do like, you know what I do? Like a lot of, it's weird. I do a lot of these um, music videos and stuff for some reason. They pick me for these music videos. So that's pretty interesting. I did like an Iggy Azalea. You ever heard of Iggy Azalea? Of course, I'm in the industry. I know my hip hop. Oh, okay. So, okay. So check this out. Um, So I, it's funny because like, I don't really watch TV. I don't watch the news. I don't really watch TV at all unless um, there's something that really catches my attention. So there's a lot of people that I really don't know about. And it's in a, it's a good thing in a way, because when I go on set, I don't know who I'm dealing with. Like, I don't ask questions until I get there. I see what's going on, whatever, unless it's something big. And a lot of these things I'll say to my kids, hey, I'm on set. Do you know this girl? And I'll send them a picture like Iggy Azalea. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know her. Blah, blah, blah. Or Sexy Red. They all know her. City Girls I did. Um, Trina. She's a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Which I knew Trina because when I was growing up, I was listening to her and Trick Daddy and stuff being in the Miami area. Um, Christian Nodell, he's a, like a Mexican reggaeton type situation. But anyway, they know the people more than I do, which is pretty cool because I'm not starstruck or anything. I'm just like, they're just like regular people, you know, so it's pretty, it's fun. 
All right. Now you can laugh. We can laugh about this. You don't have to say the music video's name and the song title's not positive. <laughs> you were arrested by Sexy Red while she was twerking on you. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to talk about it because I actually had a lot of fun on set. She was actually really cool. Very nice. Um, whatever people, I mean, she has fans and obviously everybody has fans and everybody has people that don't agree. But you know what? In reality, she was really nice. Um, she would talk to us and we had a great time with her. But um, she was in her latest video. It's after the ski. -E. It's like the total latest one. I, I don't really want to repeat the name of the it's song. It's called My You Know What. Let's just yeah, leave my, it at that. Yeah, yeah. My You Know What. Um, free My Baby's Daddy. So anyway, <laughs> I was the police officer. There was myself and my partner, but I was like the main police officer. And we were hanging out by the cop car in the front of the cop car, eating donuts, whatever cops do. I look over and I see this protest going on and Sexy Red, she's full blown pregnant. She's in this like bikini type thing. <laughs> and she's, they're all holding up signs and this and that and they're protesting. So I tap my partner and I'm like, no, let's go. So we get in the cop car. I drive over. It was funny because in the making of the show, they didn't exactly tell me where to drive to they just said go in that general vicinity so i like went right at the crowd which sexy red was the leader of the crowd <laughs> and it looked like i was gonna run the whole group over and they're like stop so i had to hit the brakes of the cop car it was funny and there was it was in like a like a sandy dirty type area and like this sand came up from the it was funny so anyway we redid it and they're like okay go exactly to this point so anyway we roll up I jump out of the cop car. I'm like, what the? And I'm like in her face. And she grabs me and flips me over and puts me up against the car. And my face is slammed onto the hood of the cop car. And she puts the handcuffs on me. So she's arresting me. And she's like, she's hit me in the back of the head with her finger up. And she's like doing her thing. If somebody watches the video, they'll see what she's actually saying to me. I don't want to repeat it. But anyway, then there was a scene where I'm in the cop car um, looking up at the windshield and all the twerking girls are on the cop car. They're in the back, they're all over the place. And my partner and I, I'm in the driver's seat, he's over there, and we're looking up through the windshield, sexy reds in our faces, and her stomach, pregnant stomach, let me say, I'm giving you a visual, is in my face in this bikini, and she's twerking, like she's looking at us and her butt's facing the outside way. So I got this pregnant belly, the kid's probably like shaking, like going crazy in there. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So it was actually a real reaction. The reaction that they put on the show was on the video was really me reacting to, oh, my God, I got Sexy Red's pregnant belly in my face. <laughs> you so, can look out for that soon. Listen, oh, it's, okay. out. it's out already. <laughs> it just came out like I think like like a week ago or something. It came out. All right. <laughs> yeah. OK, now. There's what's the what's up with you and iguanas because you were on Dr. Phil and not in a good way. Well, no, I actually I feel I was in a in my mind that was a good one, <laughs> it was a good thing. I mean, okay, but not um, to people who are watching because there was a neighbor on Dr. Phil complaining about you feeding the iguanas. Oh, yeah. So I um I went from living at a farm. Um, our last place was a farm and we had many animals. There was iguanas. Everything's wild. Like 
just all over the place. So I'm one with nature. I love animals. I love iguanas. I don't care what it is. I love it. Um, if it's a living creature, I don't even kill cockroaches that are around my house. I put them in a cup and bring them outside. My wife's like, just step on it. I'm like, you're going to heaven too, right? I said, you step on it and see what happens when you go up there. God's going to say, how many of my creatures have you killed? Even cockroaches and flies. But anyway, so I'm feeding the iguanas like every day. And they come up to me. They crawl on me. I feed them from my mouth. Um, it's just interesting because I have this bond with them. It's kind of weird. But anyway, my neighbors will not go on their patios. They won't let their dogs out the back because of all these iguanas. And um, they're scared that the iguanas are going to attack their animals. They're going to give them salmonella, um, all kinds of crazy situations they came up with. So they all hate me for it. And one particular one who like comes by and calls me names and stuff like that, um, he's like two doors down. He actually was on the Dr. Phil show. Um, he couldn't make it, so they put him on a screen because luckily he didn't. We would have probably had a fist fight, but I was actually there with Dr. Phil on the on the show um, in the studio live. But anyway, yeah, because of my generosity and my kindness to to wildlife and to nature, other people got mad at me and it turned out pretty bad. All right. So it did not have a positive ending, as I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So the, the ending wasn't positive for the people that are mad at me. It's for, for me, it is. I'm still feeding them. I'm still enjoying the, the iguanas. Okay, so okay. They even, it was funny because they even had like this crazy, um, there was a crazy iguana killer. He um, has a company that actually exterminates iguanas because we have a big problem in South Florida with iguanas. Um they're like overpopulation and they're taking over. They're eating people's like vegetables. Um, they're digging underneath their foundations of their house, all kinds of crazy stuff. But um, this guy actually started a company where he kills the iguanas. And I'm like, I even said to him right on the show, because I didn't know he was there and he's in the audience. Dr. Phil calls him out and him and I start arguing a little bit. Not really, I'm, I'm civil. I'm not trying to like, start a problem with the guy but i'm like you're the one that, i even told him you're the one that's gonna have to go up to heaven one day and and report to god about like killing all these iguanas and he's like no they're nuisances and this and that but how can you kill something and just like be happy with it unless you're on a tv show killing a <laughs> your girlfriend <laughs> and you get to go home and then there was a German version that reached out to you. They were excited about this episode that they did a reenactment. Tell us about that quickly. Yeah. So anyway, that was um, this German. It was like a uh, entertainment tonight, but in Germany and they have the two hosts and they, oh yeah, we got this guy from Florida. So they, they reached out to me. They're like, can we do a show on the iguanas and what you were talking about on Dr. Phil? And I was like, yeah, sure. So like two months later, we, it was in August. They came over to my house with the cameras and all that. And um, we spent the whole day together. I took them to different areas where I buy the fruit and vegetables that I feed the iguanas. I make them like charcuterie boards and stuff like that and feed them. So I took them to all the stores and we met the store owners. It was pretty cool. And um, yeah, that aired that aired maybe three, four weeks ago um, in Germany. So it was really cool to like hear my, I never been international and I never had like a voiceover for my voice. So it's funny because I'll start talking. I'll be like, yeah. And I love feeding the iguanas. And then this guy takes over iguana, and it's like, whoa, that's pretty wild. Like, I don't even know what they're saying. They can make me saying some 
something off the wall that I don't even know about because I don't well, know how to. Well, it was kind of a reenactment, right? But still a real life scenario, right? Oh, no, actually, it was it was I, I guess you could say it wasn't a reenactment because they actually came and filmed my everyday life. It was all new stuff. Right. And I right. literally fil- I filmed like feeding the iguanas for them and everything and just a day like in my life here at the house. Mm-hmm. But so, somebody filming, you know, a German accent was a reenactment of it, but still real life, right? Yeah, is yeah. What I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and that aired, you said, right? That aired like four weeks ago. I'll send you some information so you can get an idea of what the like the things that I do. They're pretty interesting. All right. So. Did you did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Yeah. So like on uh. In Instagram, it's Darren Anselmo, the number one. So it's D-A-R-R-E-N-A-N-S-E-L-M-O, number one. That's my Instagram. And that's also uh, my TikTok. I don't do much on TikTok, but I usually use my um, social media just for the work that I do. Because a lot of these companies, the casting people, they're like, do you have social media? Can we see some of your work on there or whatever? So I do post a lot of stuff on there for for them to see mainly. It's not for anything else, but it works out pretty well. So all right, and, and you're I not- do a lot. Of, actually, it's funny because I do a lot of like social media ads, um, user generated content, which is uh, UGC. That's pretty big right now. And um, I did some with a Toronto based company. It, the guy's name is Kyle Godfrey and Mark Ricci uh, Stromedy. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No. But they're like pretty big in um, the TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. But I did. They came to South Florida and I did something with them. Um, it was a it was a show like where it was during the Mission Impossible thing where they stole a jewel, like a crown jewel from the mafia. And I was the mafia and we're on a boat. They got on jet skis and they took off and they went onto a water plane and then flew away. So the producer says to me did you ever ride a jet ski before? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I ride jet skis all the time, right? I never did. Yeah, I got to fake it till you make it. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And anyway, I turned to the guy that's in charge of jet skis, like, hey, how do you ride the jet ski? And he's like, forward, reverse. If you need to stop it, you pull this little string. So I was like, okay, cool. So that was my first time actually on a jet ski. And I rode it for six hours, chasing a seaplane at full speed, one-handed. I thought I was going to like, die a couple times but yeah it was it was a great experience it was amazing but it was funny how like a lot of these um acting jobs that i do they'll upgrade you if you're doing one thing they'll be like hey do you want to do this do you know how to drive this or that and if you say yes they put you right in there so when i say fake it till you make it you just gotta like if you feel comfortable that you can do it you just gotta say yeah i can do it and when they edit it it looks great so all right all right do you have a quick message for the listeners anything you want to tell the listeners well i definitely would like to say to up and coming actors or people that maybe in my situation can be like retired or getting older and they're like you know what i always wanted to act and this and that just do it like go for your dreams because I never expected that I was going to become an actor at 50 years old and I'm 52 now. It's only been two years. I've done blessed to be done a lot of projects and it's just, you got to go for your dreams because it, it used to be like where you had to be this certain, like physically fit, skinny 
person that they put on TV, beautiful, this and that. Now they use everybody. It doesn't matter shape, size, tattoos, earring, whatever you look like, they need somebody like that. And if you could get on one of these um, casting apps and stuff like that, legit ones though, because there are a lot that aren't legit um, and just put a photo on there. You don't even need professional anymore. They take any kind of photos. They want to see you today in a selfie. So they know what they're dealing with. They don't want to see all this like filtered photos that people don't even look like uh, real and just go for it and do it. And even for the actors starting off, if you're young and you want to do it, you don't need all these acting courses and they try to sell you everything. Just go be yourself and there's something for you out there. All right. All right. All right. I thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And like I say, I definitely want to come and be live there one day with you. All right, we'll speak it into being, and it will happen in 2024, okay? For sure. You can show me Toronto. <laughs> all right, all right. For Met Radio, 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCruxy. I would love to thank Actor. You can throw out your name again. Darren Anselmo. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.